Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates, 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Well, all right, here we go. We made it through another week, at least for the most part. It is Friday morning. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah, man. 22nd day of April, 2022. Lots of twos in today's date. If you're a numerologist, that may be a good sign or a bad sign. But I hope you're having a good one either way. Maybe you've got some nice plans for the weekend. What about you, Big J? Anything on the agenda? Yeah, I'm going to Salt Lake right That's after right. the show. Uh, you're going to go visit your sister, right? My sister and my niece. That's very cool. And her uh, husband. They're pretty much their one-year anniversary just happened. So. This was supposed to be a trip for a concert, but that got yeah. uh, moved out of the way. So Don, now you're going down to make it a little bit of a family trip, huh? Yeah, Don Broco. That's right. Uh, but no, I, you know, we had planned on seeing the family, you know, even with the concert. Uh, in tow, but um, so we'll get we'll get it. Do you have anything on the agenda? Like you know, you have to go someplace if you head down that way. Yeah, we have to go to IKEA. Okay, and we have to go to In and Out. Okay. Just uh, family aside, I mean, if those things happen, that's great. But those two are the important ones. It's the reason we drive. There. Will you hit In and Out on the way there or the way back? Both. I'm oh, sure. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Then you Let's will. Say def- so no, some sort of dalliance. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Six, seven times. That's a lot. That seems like an excessive amount. I know. For uh, an in and out trip. But listen, I'm not faulting you. I know it's a good thing. I'm not the one obsessed with it. Well, you don't mind it. You're not putting up much of a fight. No, I'm not going to fight that. No. It's not like if I was being dragged. Well, I can't. I don't want to get in trouble for liability or. You can say things you don't enjoy. There's nothing liable about that. But my word carries so much weight. Uh, Today on the show, we got ourselves a chance for you to go check out some concerts on the big program at 7.30. The X-Rock Double Dare will be happening. Your chance to win some cash. At least that's the idea. Anyway, we'll start at 7.30 with that. 12.30 and 5.30, your next chance to win some cash over the course of the day. So hopefully we can kick off your weekend the right way as far as that's concerned. Plus some music on this show. Let's get started with STP. Plush, kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the (laughs) X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, not only is it Earth Day around the entire country, but it also is the last day here in Ada County for you to register online to vote before the primary election. So they're giving you a good opportunity to remind you that it's super easy to do so. You can register online at voteidaho.gov until the end of the business day today. And then, of course, Idaho does offer in-person at early voting registration on election day but it's a little bit of a pain in the tail to register on the same day that you're voting plus it takes a little bit more time so super easy process to jump online and take care of business and they encourage you to do so today so that you can make sure it's done now again it's not your last chance to register to vote it's just your last chance today to do so online so that they have all your information by the actual election day for them to do that and primaries and all that kind of stuff so keep that in mind very easy to do so. Again, voteidaho.gov is the website you need to go to if you want to register to have your voice be heard. More playoffs yesterday. Memphis Grizzlies came back uh, from 26 down to beat the Minnesota Timberwolves as they just collapsed in the game, 104-95. The final score, Memphis leads that series 2-1. Mavericks over the Jazz once again without Luka Doncic, 126-118. Dallas leads that series two games to one. Warriors over the Nuggets, 118-113. They have a... Very clear 3-0 lead in the playoffs against the Nuggets in the first round. It's been a while since we heard anything out of the band Avenged Sevenfold, but we got an update yesterday courtesy of M. Shadows. He says the band will be headed back into the studio to finish their album next month. And they plan on mixing it in August and then release it either in time for Christmas or early 2023. Take your time, guys. Yeah, apparently they have. I mean, Jesus. 
Yeah, it's been a while. They had a real big fight with their record label, and then they decided to come back to that record label, which was an interesting decision, but that's what they decided to do. So they're still on Warner Brothers Records, but they are taking their sweet time with their last, or their next release, I should say, mostly because they're not really happy with how the last one went. Uh, Stage, if you remember, was kind of, that was the one that they sprung on us as a surprise, and then they were like, oh, nobody cared about it after (laughs) there wasn't any anticipation or lead up to it so they're trying things a little bit different which is to say they're taking their sweet ass time and putting it all together but we should hear new Avenged Sevenfold before the end of the year hopefully (laughs) Jane's Addiction Jane says here on the morning after with Nick and Big J this may be an easy or a difficult question for you Big J not not counting streaming services in your household how many subscription based things do you subscribe to would you say Oh, I have no idea. Is it a lot? Uh, maybe. I mean, there's probably a few things I don't even know about. Like, what do you subscribe to, subscription based wise? Um, let's see. Subscription based wise, I think uh, there's uh, there's a couple of uh, of things. Uh, like, uh, all right, uh, the Net Food Network, for example. So the Food Network's premiere, uh, their uh, premium. App. Well, yeah, let's not count subscription. Let's not count streaming stuff or video, no, that's not or, or streaming. video but it's video content, right? Sure, but yeah. it's also you know you said subscriptions. Yes, subscription. but I mean not in, yes, but I mean that's that's like that's like content creation. I'm talking about like actual like boxes or loot crates oh, or yeah. things like Zero. that to come to you. Oh, none. Zero. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there is one in the household. It's a chewy box, right, uh, for, for the, the animals. Dog. Sure, uh, but that's just for the dog, and we don't pay for that. So, uh, well, there you go. But uh, but it, it is a popular way. For a while there, you were all in on subscription based. No, I was services. told I was all in. My wife was like, "Hey, I got you a subscription to Loot Crate," and I'm like, "I can't believe it. This is awesome!" And then it was just one. But you and were, then she canceled it. You were excited about subscription based services. I was excited about the fact that yes, I'd be getting a box every damn month. This is awesome. And then she pulled the rug underneath me. Well, you can subscribe to that anytime you want to. You well, yeah, but then it, but you know. <laughs> That's a whole other argument down the road. Yeah, it's not worth dying on that hill, sir. There's a lot of subscription-based things you can go out and buy, uh, whether it's something for your pets or it's something for clothes or I it's mean, something for makeup. We gave or... away one for a huge price. Exactly. Uh, we did it. We used you selected your own uh, subscription-based box a couple of years ago, and that person selected Gold Belly, which is food that gets delivered to your door from restaurants all across the country. There's any anything you want. There's a subscription-based service for it, but. In a very long time, there has been a particular business that has stayed away from that, but now there could be something subscription-based for the travel industry. Uh, The market for travel subscriptions has started to expand, and that means that you're going to have companies like Southwest or airlines in particular that want you to join their subscription-based service, which could offer you cheap flights, airport lounges, luxury accommodations, and high-end credit cards for a monthly fee. Uh, subscription-based models in the world of travel works a little bit different than it does in most places. Whereas, like, you know, if you sign up for Loot Crate, you spend a monthly fee and you get a box sent to your house every month. At least, ideally, that's the way it's supposed to work. If you were to subscribe to this particular model in the travel industry, it gives you exclusive access to deals that you then can take advantage of or just let go by. So, basically, you throw down, like, another $70 to $80 a month to, like, Southwest, and they send you exclusive deals from where you are to cheap flights other places along with luxury accommodations. Yeah, that kind of here's stuff. the problem I have with that. But then you then further have to pay for something. Correct. And so that, to me, doesn't... I mean, like... But the other side to that coin is, of course, you would have to because you're not going to be able to go on every single trip they offer you. You know what I mean? That would be insane. Nobody's got that kind of schedule unless they are either retired or independently wealthy where they can just jet set wherever they want to when there's a cheap flight. That makes sense. Or they own their own business, then they can... Do it remotely could very well be, but if, again, if that's the case, my guess is you're not you're not online searching for cheap flights. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that is not a high priority in your budgeting side of things. So uh, it gives you an opportunity to have access to this thing, and they're wondering if it's going to take off or not because it's been there's been reasons I think why the travel industry hasn't tried the subscription based model, but now they're going to give it a shot because airline and hotel loyalty programs have been struggling lately, only because in order to reap the benefits of these things, you have to fly and travel on the regular and a lot of people aren't doing that these days so it could be the opportunity for you to get some of these sweet benefits of flying a bunch without having to actually fly a bunch 
It just depends on if you're willing to part ways with extra money in order to do that. So the subscription-based model is headed to the world of travel. Don't be surprised if you start seeing some emails pop up in your inbox trying to get you to sign up for this particular stuff for some killer deals that you can only access courtesy of their subscription-based model. I, I don't travel enough for this to make sense, but maybe you and your family does. But, you I mean, you already have some deals going on. It's not like you need the extra yeah, help. But maybe there's yeah. some accommodation stuff in there that you're not No, see, of. here's the thing. I mean, we're rewards-based. Right. Okay, so, like, uh, like we... we we stay at Hilton's wherever we go because we earn these points that allow us to get really good deals on these really luxurious places when we go uh, international. Well, that's exactly what so, they're saying. They're saying that, that that's how the travel industry has worked as of late, that, that everything is reward-based. But in order to cash in on those rewards, you have to actually stay at these places. This is a way for you to get these rewards without actually having to stay Yeah, there. we would probably be into uh, some sort of the subscription service for um, you know uh, places to stay, yeah, for they, example. Yeah. And again, this is supposed to be all kind of comboed together. So don't be surprised if you see something pop up, just to let you know. Combo me! They're trying new things to get you to spend your money with them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got a story time, courtesy of Big J, next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Gather around, kids. It is time for a story, courtesy of Radio's Big J. I am ready. Yeah, and uh, this is a story about uh, space, time, and compression, Nick. Fun. I know it's science, right? But not really science. But here, if you think about something that happened to you as a child or as a younger uh, person, and you go back and revisit that, it's uh, it always seems to have played out maybe a little differently than you remember, or it just seems like uh, uh, it was a lot smaller of a situation than it really was. So here's an example: at 10 years old, Nick, uh, living in Mile City, Montana, uh, my my friend and I uh, had decided we'd had enough of coming home uh, after the afternoon and decided we want, wanted to run away. Now, as 10-year-olds in the 80s, Nick, uh, we had far freer movement, uh, movement free, uh, free of being able to wander around, let's see, a small city than you would have now. Uh, quite quite uh, much more, in fact, without adult supervision. And, you know, we had, it was pretty much, I guess, you know, an, an environment uh, where we had a very dangerous, uh, fast-moving river close to where we lived, the Yellowstone River, which eventually, uh, not far from where we live, turns into the Missouri River. And uh, so it, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a huge, fast-flowing river, not like we have here the Boise River. I mean, it's it's a dangerous place. And, and there's another smaller tributary river that feeds into it called the Tongue River, and this is where we would hang out. Okay, so okay. we were, were used to being near a dangerous area. We would go fishing here in the Tongue River. We'd go hang out, and it wasn't far from our house. But what happened was, is uh, you know, we I'd heard uh, my uh, we hadn't planned on run, running away, but the, my mother had um, you know kind of yelled out and said, "Hey, it's time to come home." And we we're like, "No way, we're not going to go home." Last straw. Yeah, and so we uh, went set out on our own, Huck Finn style, and uh, decided just to kind of hang out, spend the afternoon together. Uh, we were down uh, kind of fishing by the. Uh, the the bank there of the Tongue River and some people had seen us and so uh, then we kind of moved on and it was starting to get dark and we're like oh what do we do and we're like we're not gonna go home uh, so I, we essentially ran away all we had with us was a couple fishing poles and a BB gun uh, but that was enough for us right and I'm like hey let's go uh, we'll go spend the night at my dad's uh, some, uh, blazer which was parked uh, where his uh, truck his truck driving company's stuff was and i go it's probably unlocked we, we can hang out there so we went there and uh listen and on my mind as i retell this story or rethinking about it it seems like these are miles that we're going right uh and and as if i've gone back and visited it's not quite that it's very small area of which we were tra traversing around sure but the, my dad's blazer was locked I'm like ah crap this sucks and then we had finally i mean this is only like seven hours right yes that we have uh we're unaccounted for and we're like all right it's getting dark maybe we should try to call home <laughs> so uh we walked to a convenience store called the shortstop well back in the day when you had pay phones and we i don't think understood the idea of a collect call uh it was 10 cents to make a phone call uh -huh. Well, we didn't have any money. And so I asked the guy at the convenience store if we could borrow 10 cents to call home. And he said, no. 
I mean, we're kids. We're little kids, right? So this idiot guy doesn't help us out. And we're like, okay, fine. You know, we don't say, hey, we've run away from home. We need to get home. We never said that, though, either, to be fair. So we start walking home. And it, to us, it's it's, it's, a, it's a long way. So it's even though just probably a couple miles. But it's dark. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Uh, what we don't know is that people had seen us by the river. My mom had started and, and sister were kind of looking for us. Well, sure. And they couldn't find us. And they were told by people that they had seen us by the river. And then they got scared. Because, of course. Well, we fall in, we drowned, and oh boy. And so they had called the police, and the, so people were looking for us. And a police officer saw us and picked us up, and we're carrying a BB gun. I mean, it's, you know, it would be a bad situation now, right? Really bad. But he picked us up, and, you know, uh, we were trying to be cool and tough, but it was a scary kind of situation. The police pick you up, and they're taking you home. We get home, and I'm kind of crying, I guess, And but my mom and my <laughs> sister are crying because they were well, scared sure. to death that yeah. we were dead and so i got out of getting in big trouble for running away from home and all that mess but uh when i go back and recently here last year actually to visit uh that hometown and kind of look over this whole area it's so much smaller than you think it was as a kid oh, and yeah. it's just crazy how something that like that plays out and uh, it's just a, an interesting kind of dynamic when you grow up and you get older and you see the places that you you know hung out as a kid and it's this completely different vibe was that the last time you played the runaway card yeah yeah, yeah i learned my lesson that'll do it that'll do it plus seeing your mom cry and your sister and stuff oh, no. over thinking that you were you know endless drowned. guilt of course endless guilt yeah yeah i mean i remember once uh, deciding that i was going to quote run away as well and i made it as far as like the hobby shop and i spent like you know four hours inside the hobby shop trolling around and then i went home because i didn't know what else to do so yeah. yeah that's that's how that's that's the uh the 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 latchkey kids of the 80s how how we handle things is we we got fed up for some crazy unknown and uh insane reason and then uh just uh, completely backtracked almost instantly and i think that's why like stranger things appealed to me like the first season anyways the first two seasons just because you know that's how it was in the kids you were out on your own mm-hmm. You nobody was watching over your shoulder, no electronics to keep an eye on you, that sort of thing. I mean, it's just we got to do and go on our little own adventures. I don't think you have that as a kid now, but I don't think it nearly was safe. I think probably a lot of kids actually didn't make it home on uh, stuff like that when we were kids. What a fun way to end that story. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> There's your story time. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. STD cases in the United States of America, Big J, hit record highs across the United States during the first year of the pandemic. And they, the annual uh, surveillance report on STDs were released for 2021, and it shows cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis dropping yeah. slightly to 2.4 million in the first year of things since the pandemic slowed down. But they did warn that this is probably due to a drop in testing. But we do know... That data shows that Mississippi was the top state for cases of chlamydia per 100,000 people with 803 cases. State was also the top state for gonorrhea with 462 cases per 100,000 people. Uh, which makes me wonder, what the hell's going down in Mississippi, Big shit? I don't know. They, there's a, a boycott on uh, condoms, apparently. Nevada took the top spot for syphilis. That is 72 cases per 100,000. And then Mississippi came in second there. So that's gross, by the way. Uh, If you're wondering what state is considered the cleanest, take a guess, Big J. East Coast State came in the bottom of all three STDs. East Coast, let's go with uh, New Jersey. No. Vermont. Uh, that was the bottom spot among all three STDs. So way to go, Vermont. Now, they do say that there are a number of factors that increase in Mississippi, like social determinants of health and inadequate access to care and negative impacts on health and communities and high social vulnerability. So there's all sorts of reasons why Mississippi is number one. But as Big J used to say with the tip of the day, how'd you wrap it up every single time? Wrap it up. There you go. And it's a good idea and good advice for everybody. Memphis, Dallas, and Golden State winners in the hard court last night in the NBA playoffs. we got a couple of injury updates to some pretty popular players. Adrian Wojnarowski says that uh, Devin Booker, the Phoenix Suns star, has a grade one hamstring strain. That's going to keep him out two to three weeks. 
They thought he'd miss maybe the first, uh, the next two games of the Pelican series, but it looks like he's out for at least that whole series, maybe even more oh, no. if the Suns advance. So the hamstring injury is a fairly serious one that's going to need some rest in order to get better. And some not-so-great news for Milwaukee Bucks star Chris Middleton as well. He has a sprained MCL. Uh, he will miss the rest of their first-round series wow. against the Bulls and will be reevaluated in two weeks and could miss more time as well. That series is currently tied at one game apiece as well. There goes a repeat. Sorry, yeah, bro. Probably. I wasn't. I wasn't banking on it. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't like the the. Uh, no, Middleton is they going to have that a, guy. a big, a big impact for the Milwaukee Bucks. And Big J, just so you know, HBO announced yesterday that the six-episode series of The Time Traveler's Wife will debut on May fifteenth. Rose Leslie of uh, Game of Thrones fame is starring in the drama which is based on the best-selling novel, of course, which also had a movie made on it, but this one a little bit more longer form, uh, but is considered to be one of the most, I guessed, uh, influential time travel novels of all time. Uh, it goes into a lot of what uh, the people around you deal with if somebody that you know is a time traveler, Big J. And maybe it's not at all it's cracked up to be, you understand? Yeah. They just disappear and reappear. Ooh-wee. It's crazy. So that will premiere on May 15th. You can grab the whole trailer online if you'd like to take a look. Double Dare on 100.3 VX Rocks. Time has come to Double Dare It Up. It should be a good one today, and we have our contestant on the line. His name is Ken. Hey, good morning, Ken. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing, brother? Excellent, excellent. We would like you to walk out of here with $200. Uh, that's the end game. The goal, of course, is to go double or nothing with three questions to win up to 200 bucks. You can stop anytime you want to. But the subject for today is what, Big J? Uh, X-Fest bands. Ken, in your long and storied history, have you ever attended an X-Fest? Um, I have not. I have just moved here about a couple years ago. Oh, man. That makes sense. Well, uh, you may need to know a little bit about rock bands in general in order to pull this off. You certainly don't have to have attended one to know these answers, but it may help if you know a little bit. So we'll see how you do. Uh, Good luck, sir. Here comes your $50 question. This band from Florida has headlined X-Fest a record four times. In fact, they were just here with the Pretty Reckless on April 2nd. Who are they? Um. Uh, um. Oh God, I know this. <laughs> um. We'll give you a second chance. That's a hint. Second chance is a hint. Sorry, what was that? Second chance is a hint. Big Jack yeah, gave, gave you a hint. Gave him for free. Okay. Um. It was a tool. Tool. No, it's not a tool. No. Oh man, we wish they had headline X. What a four bummer, times. man. Sorry, Ken. Unfortunately, the correct answer is what? Big J. Shine down. Shine down. Right. Shine down. Oh, okay. well, thank you. I appreciate it, anyways. Yeah, no problem. Better luck next time. I, four times. Yeah, four times. Uh, I did the math. That's a lot, right? It's crazy, but yeah, it's true. I don't. Well, yeah. which ones do you remember? I'll help you out. I remember. I remember two of them. Okay, which two? I don't remember the day, the year, so I mean, come on, man. Uh, you, you remember X-Fest 08, right? Yes. Okay, so that was the first one. Then they headlined the uh, two years later with Buck Cherry as the co-headlining okay. one. yeah. And then they headlined Rocktoberfest as well, which was the indoor X-Fest that we did. And then they also oh, headlined yeah. one of the Uproar Festival ones that we did as well. So. I do. I always forget about that That's one. That's the four. Morning After with Nick and Big J. No money given away today. No money. But uh, your knowledge of X-Fest bands or rock fans and gen- bands and general could come in handy as we go forward at 12.30 today and 5.30 today with Jason Drew and Adam. There's more money to be won and hopefully you have a chance to do that. We're going to go to hell next on the X-Rocks. Oh, you know they're both going to hell, right? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X-Rocks. Brittany Washington is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, not too far away. But in order for today's uh, story to make sense, you're going to have to know what a vault toilet is. Do you know what that is? No. Yeah, it's uh, hikers, campers, and people that go out to kind of remote locations are familiar with vault toilets. But you've seen one, I'm sure, if you've been to like a wreck area on the side of the road that is kind of in the middle of nowhere and you've pulled over to go to the bathroom. Vault toilets are essentially like a little bit more permanent 
installations of porta potties that have a much deeper kind of hole. They're waterless, they're flushless, they're basically gigantic porta potties, but they have a large kind of tub underneath so that it requires them to be changed out less and less. And you find these in remote locations, campgrounds, that kind of stuff. Vault toilets, they're called. And it's today's We're Going to Hell story because, you guessed it, firefighters from a couple of Washington towns had to come to the rescue of a woman who fell into a vault toilet and then got stuck because she was attempting to retrieve her cell phone. Uh, She was camping out in the middle of nowhere in Washington when she had to go to the bathroom. She got a signal, so she figured she'd pop a squat and maybe mess around on her phone a little bit on the toilet. And uh, as she was was getting up, uh, ploop, it dropped right into the vault toilet. Wait, what? The phone did. Are you you confused? Yeah, I thought you said the poop dropped into the toilet. No, plop. The phone dropped right into the toilet. Oh, boy. Uh, And so the woman reportedly tried to dismantle the toilet by taking off the seat and the housing to get to her phone. She then realized that she would be able to squeeze kind of a little bit further down in there if she wanted to, but she was scared she was going to fall in. So she tried to use one of her dog's leashes to support her while trying to fish the phone out. But that kind of leash mechanism that she put together failed and she slid into the toilet head first, according to the firefighters. Then once she was in there, that vault toilet goes pretty deep. And you're not going to be able to climb your way out of there, Ugh, I guess, is the point. God. And so she was stuck. She was luckily able to retrieve her phone and then use that phone to call 911 to get help. So the good news is her phone was okay. The bad news is she had to wait around in uh, lots of probably old and gross sewage for about 20 minutes before the fire crews were able to rescue her and get her out of there. Clearly somebody who's skinny enough to fit through the hole. Yes, yes. That I, would not happen to me. <laughs> no, no. I think you'd be okay. Your phone would be gone uh, forever, but uh, you'd and really, be okay. honestly, I'm okay with that. Uh, listen, like yeah. that's when you just—that's a game <laughs> that you like, play, man. Goodbye. You chalk that one up as a loss. I mean, if you have dropped your phone in a porta potty, that phone is now dead. Goodbye. And uh, it's your own you, fault. Yes, you, you done. get you reap what you sow. Right. Uh, firefighter said she was able to get washed down and given a Tyvek suit to wear that was supposed to help her. She was strongly encouraged to pursue medical attention after being exposed to human waste, but she said she did not want to, and she wanted to just go get a, uh, a shower. Uh, so she was extremely fortunate not to be overcome by toxic gases or sustain injury, but still probably a moment that she will never forget no matter how hard she tries. That's the kind of stuff that stays with you no matter what. But I guess her phone's okay, so that's a W. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Social media, everybody's got one and uses it in different ways. But you should probably know that everybody checks out social media, especially prominent and future employers. And it could be something that could be the kiss of death of you, depending on what your social media is. Mwah. According to the University of Michigan, uh, people, potential employers, check out uh, social media as pretty much everybody that sends in a resume. And you are less likely to get the job if you post about yourself all the time. All the cool things that you got, all the cool trips that you're doing, a bunch of different selfies, all the stuff that you're up to. If your social media is just you, 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 you're much less likely to get the job because employees see that as somebody who is a narcissist and somebody that cares only about themselves and not the betterment of other people and people that are in their lives, like their family or whatever the case may be. So it makes you less attractive to a future employer. So if you are an influencer, then you don't have to worry about something like that. But if you look through your timeline and it's all a bunch of selfies and it's all a bunch of stuff that you're up to and vacation pics of just you and things like that, then Odds are you may want to mix in a few other people so people don't think you're a narcissist. <clears throat> Try balancing it out a little bit. Edit. Go go edit it up, man. Could very well be. Uh, whatever it takes. But you want to give out the right impression, I guess, on social media for people that could follow it. Or just make your page private. There's a good way to fix it, too. That well, way, they got to uh, have a way around that, right? Some random. You think future employers have a way to knock down private profiles? I don't know. I mean, if they do, I haven't heard of what. But maybe you're right. But having a little bit of balance in your social media profile is a good thing, at least if you're looking for a job or ready to look for a better job than the one that you currently have. Memphis Grizzlies beat the Minnesota Timberwolves, came back from 26 down to do so. 104-95, your final score. They're up 2-1 in that series. 
Dallas grabbed a 126-118 victory over Utah. They're up 2-1 in that series. And the Warriors beat the Nuggets 118-113. The Warriors now up 3-0 in that first-round series. Chris Middleton out at least for the first series. Uh, the rest of the series against the Chicago Bulls will be reevaluated in two weeks after a strained MCL. And Suns' Evan, uh, Devin Booker also out for at least two weeks. Could be three and beyond with a hamstring strain. So some powerful, big-name uh, NBA players hurt in the first round of the playoffs, at least so far. Well, it's official, Big J. Everybody that you look up to is a scumbag. Deadline is reporting that production has been suspended on Aziz Ansari's directorial debut, a movie called Being Mortal, because there have been several accusations made against Bill Murray for inappropriate behavior on the set, and it's so much so that the uh, the studio has decided to shut things down until they can figure out what they want Which to do with I it. Which I think is progress. Uh, how's that? Well, because uh, year, years ago, they wouldn't have bothered stopping making the movie. You're right. You're right. At least they're investigating things, and now they're trying to probably figure out how they either replace him or move forward without him or whatever the case may it's be. It's not the first time he's done weird stuff. Yeah, we so. like to sweep stuff under the rug a little bit, but Bill Murray has had some problematic accusations in the past, uh, mostly from his ex-wife who accused him of physical contact with her as the relationship was going sideways and uh so we we like to ignore that stuff uh from time to time and you've certainly done that with bill murray but now it's a situation where he's had to shut down a movie because of it this on the the back of frank langella getting kicked off a netflix show for the exact same reasons inappropriate behavior so what that behavior is we don't know what the complaint is we don't know we just know it's against bill murray and that is it and I'm sure details will emerge as we move forward. But apparently Seth Rogen is involved in the movie. Uh, Aziz Ansari, of course, is as well. No complaints against those two. He's directing it as uh, well. Right. Yeah, it's his debut. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. We're going to do some pop culture smackdown here in a second. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. All right, let's hook you up with some tickets to go see Dorothy uh, come into town with Joyous Wolf uh, Tuesday, May 10th at the Knitting Factory. We'll get you set up with these tickets. It's going to be a great show. You just need to beat Nick in pop culture smackdown. Here comes our phone number, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play our little contest. And it's good for a pair of tickets to that show coming up next month. I wish you all the best of luck. Hello, The X. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. All right, Michael, you're up first. Jeffrey Dean Morgan played this character who thought everything was just a big damn joke in the movie The Watchmen. Was it the Joker, the comedian, or Night Owl? The comedian? Right. Oh, nicely done. Nick uh, JDM, as I like to call him, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh-huh. starred as Danny Duquette in this nighttime drama on ABC. Uh, I still watched the show at that time, and it was Grey's Anatomy. There you go. Nicely right. done, sir. Uh, John Cena had a breakout year starring in this HBO Max spinoff series from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, no clue. Hope you guys have a great day. Wrong. So, Michael, yeah. when you find out the answer to this, watch it, because it's great. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Here's Big J with your question. John Cena had a breakout year starring in H- this HBO Max spinoff series from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Uh, was it that canoe read guy, man? What? Wrong. I don't know. That was not English. He was having fun. I'm making these too hard, aren't I? Hello, ZX. Am I? It, it's a, it's a fine line to walk. Uh, who knows what's hard anymore? Hello, the X. Hi, how are you? Good, good. Hey, John Cena. He had a breakout year starring in this HBO Max spinoff series from James Gunn's Suicide Squad. What's it called? That would be that would be the Peacemaker. All right. Do you really want it, Nick? Do you? It'd be nice. Cena starred next to Leslie Mann in this comedy about parents trying to prevent their kids from losing their virginity on prom night. <sighs> Was it? Blockers? Yes, that's right. correct. You haven't seen this still, right? No, I haven't. You should. It's very funny. Uh, this former Dallas Cowboys quarterback is now calling NFL games for CBS. Uh, let's go with Romo. Right. Romo is correct. <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Nick, which song from Top Gun won an Oscar? Was it Danger Zone, Take My Breath Away, or Great Balls of Fire? 
take my breath away. Uh, that's correct. Right. That is correct. Uh, let's see. Madison Square Garden held its first staged wrestling event on March 31st, 1985. What was it called? WrestleMania. There you go. Right. Uh, I'm out of questions. Oh, ran so. the table again. Feels good. Damn. Congratulations, man. You got yourself all set up with some Dorothy and Joyous Wolf tickets for May 10th. Please hold on one second. We'll make sure you got everything that you need. There's your pop culture smackdown. It's 100.3 The X Rise. Hey. That is Tool. That is Sober here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It is time to talk about all the cool things happening at the lounge at the end of the universe this weekend. And so we welcome into the studio once again our friend Sarah Raphael. How are you doing? Good. How about you? Not too shabby. Thank you very much for getting up early and coming in and, and basically carrying the load this morning and talking about all the cool things that are going on at the lounge. What are some of the highlights? Uh, we have the Pun Slam going on tonight. Uh, so that is the uh, doors open at 6, show starts at 7, and then that'll be followed by Things and Company Improv. Um, and then we also have the Tea and Tarot event on Sunday, uh, which is a really cool uh, metaphysical bazaar uh, that I actually do tarot readings at. So. Oh, oh cool. you do tarot readings? Yeah. How did you get wow. into that? Uh, a, a long time ago, uh, actually when I was still living in Chicago, uh, my friend kind of introduced me to it and she had read my cards for the first time I had a really just crazy experience from it and kind of just branched off and I mean really it's just about tapping into your intuition it's just a way to tell yourself what you don't want to hear <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the tea is important too the tea? Tea and tarot? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, isn't isn't that what the kids say? Like, the tea? Like, yeah. that's the truth or something like yes, that? Like, that's the tea? That is still a relevant term. It's, it's yes. still relevant. Yes. Okay, you can see where I'm at. Yeah. Let's see, I'm Makes 80 sense. years old. But, you know, uh, it, that is pretty cool. And you can just uh, swing on by and get your cards read and hang out and uh, learn a bunch of metaphysical stuff. And I guess there's a bunch of, like, uh, people out there that are selling things as well. Is that true? Yeah, there's going to be, like, over 45 vendors. Um, there's a lot of really cool, like, it's not just tea and tarot. There's there's a lot of really, really cool artists, um, very, very talented people, uh, and they're all wonderful. Like, the community is just so beautiful. Um, yeah, Mikel is one who puts that on, and she just is really, yeah, she's really built something. Uh, it, yeah, awesome it's a community. haven for artistic impression, you know, expression. So if there's something that uh, artistic-wise is out there, it's going to be happening at Lounge at the end of the universe. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's the place to be. And then with the Pun Slam tonight, too, if you wanted to show up early uh, and participate, they have limited spots, but it does get you a free ticket into the show. Pretty awesome. And it's something that you've taken part in before. Uh, first and... time tonight, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, been... okay. first Beautiful. time tonight. I'm really so, excited about it. I've seen the Pun Slam before, but for those that are un and I've said it's a really cool setup the way they have it going on because it's completely open. But uh, for those that are uninitiated and they're thinking maybe I can do it, maybe I can't. What's the way that you go about being a part of the actual show? I mean, I would recommend coming out and even just checking it out, yeah. seeing what it's like, um, and then if you you know if it's something you're interested in, it is a monthly showcase, so like you can come and participate the next time. Uh, and then if you win that month's uh, show, then you get to enter into the end of the year competition for $1,000. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, people get really intimidated because they're not dads uh, <laughs> when, when they want to go and do the pun slam. Slow but down. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I've been practicing. I've been yeah. practicing. Yeah, it's good. because it, And the, that's the other part about it is it, it's also a really cool kind of environment. Everybody's really supportive of one another. You have time. It's not like it's, everything is on the spot. You can actually think about stuff and kind of plan things out a little bit so you don't have to go in completely you know, off the cuff. But it is a chance to get some really fun dad jokes in for sure. And the pun jokes are, are flying. That's the point of it, and there's money and prizes involved, which is really cool. You should as well. do it, Nick. I've thought about it, but you're then smart. I get intimidated too sometimes, what? and I'm just like, I don't know if I can pull that off. Ah, the, the, but you're what? a dad. I know, I know. I've got tons of dad jokes, but I, I don't I know if I can say pull tons of kids. I was like, all right, well, that's fine. <laughs> I'm too dumb. I'm too dumb to pull off uh, puns on purpose. Like I usually step on them like landmines. 
So. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, wordplay is something that is fun and creative, and it doesn't have to be, like, completely out of the park every single time. That's part of the fun as well. But, yes, it is a good time. So if you haven't checked out the Pun Slam, highly recommend that you do it. Sarah, we've talked about you doing, like, you know, uh, features for a bunch of people that come into town. You've got your own stand-up stuff that you're going on. You also have uh, your own show that you have put together at the lounge, and I know it's not happening this weekend, but I want to give it a little bit of love. What do we have to look forward to? Oh, I appreciate that. Well, it's sure. been getting a lot of love. Uh, so that's the stand-up stripped-down body positive uh, comedy show, and uh, it has it has literally blown my mind just the response that it's had from the public and the community. Um, the lineup I'm I'm really excited for. We've got uh, some local favorites that I really really enjoy their comedy. Uh, as well as Chris Shaw will be in that weekend, so um, he'll be on my show. And then I have a, a drag burlesque performer, so I'm oh. very, very, very pumped for it. It's a whole variety of different body types and people and... Yeah, walks of life. So, and you you bust your ass putting this on, and I saw that you posted uh, like last week. You actually have a sponsor for the show too, which is pretty I amazing. Do. Right? Shout out to Adam and Eve. Yeah, yeah they are sponsoring us. They're clothing the staff, um, including myself. They have uh, been giving us. Um, raffle prizes for every show That's awesome. uh they're super super stoked about being able to support it i just again another thing that i was just really overwhelmed by when it comes to like the response i received so yeah that's shout out to adam and eve that is uh that's been a a fun fun uh partnership it's nice when local businesses can help support other local acts and put stuff together to make things come together for the community so yeah check it out if you get a chance that show is on may 7th right may 7th may 7th is the next one uh you can grab your tickets for it already at loungeboise.com if you want to go to the pun slam and buy those tickets in advance or even to uh you know the improv show tonight you can grab them at loungeboise.com as well and sarah if people want to follow you on the socials and find out more about your shows where can they find you uh at sarah Rafaela on facebook and that's R-A-F-F-A-E-L-L-A. Just double all the letters. Um, <laughs> and then Sarah Rafi at uh, on Instagram. So S-A-R-A-R-A-F-F-E. Beautiful. Check it out for yourself and go to the lounge this weekend. Loungeboise.com has all the information. Sarah, thanks again for coming in. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank Morning you. After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> Headlines brought to you by Half Price Friday. It is going on right now at xrock.com. Started at 9 o'clock. You can grab $50 to DeLuca's Italian Restaurant downtown for just $25. We always tell you these things go fast. They're already half gone. So if you want to grab some Half Price Friday action, I would advise you to head to xrock.com right about now. Great food, amazing drinks, great experience, all happening at DeLuca's downtown, and you can grab $50 to it for just $25 right now at xrock.com. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Goth it up, mistakes were made, and do better, youngins. Uh, Goth it up. Whitby is a famous gothic seaside town in England, and now it's trying to break the record for largest ever gathering of people dressed up as vampires, Big J. That's real gothic, pal. The place is, uh, they're asking for people to wear their best vampire attire for the gathering at Whitby Abbey, which is a.k.a. the birthplace of Dracula. The event will take place on May 26th to mark the 125th anniversary of Bram Stoker's classic horror novel. The event will include live music from local gothic acts, performed excerpts by Dracula from a particular theater that's going to be putting on a play, and local food and drinks. Those that wearing vampire dress will be able to enter for free, but they have to wear black trousers, black shoes, a dress, or waistcoat, black cape, and a collared overcoat. And then fangs on the front row of their teeth. That's what they're asking for you to officially be considered a uh, Dracula or vampire dress to get in for free. So they're trying to make the world record, and it's nice that they're leaning into it, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. 125th anniversary of Dracula. Why not? So I'm Celebrate. for this. Seems like it would be a lot of fun or really weird. One of the two. Either way, you win. Both can be true. Mistakes were made or do better, youngins. Do better, youngins. You know who Nick Cage is, right? Yes. Uh, Of course you do, because he has to live with the uh, unbearable weight of his massive talent. But believe it or not, one in 10 Gen Zers still have no idea who he is. Now, that's people aged 25 to 18. According to a recent poll, they surveyed about 20,000 of those people and 13% of those respondents claim not to be familiar with the actor after seeing a picture of his face. 
Now, in contrast, there were, of course, 82, 86% of people who recognized him overall. More than half uh, described them as relatively familiar with the actor. So, there's that. But I still, I mean, listen, we should be at 100% at this point of people who know who Nick Cage is. Agree or disagree? Yeah, there's a good spread of stuff. I mean, you know, his name has come up more than a few times in pop culture recently, so... Yeah, even, I mean, I know he hasn't had a ton of movies that were released to theaters recently, but just through sheer osmosis, if you're on some sort of streaming network, you've stumbled across something that has got Nick Cage on the cover. And so you should know who that person is, or at least that he's an actor of some sort. But maybe this new movie will catapult him back into the spotlight. Big J, agree or disagree? Agreed. Reviews are so far through the roof. Wrap it up with Mistakes Were Made. A mom has taken to TikTok to share a fail, and people are streaming it. It's got over 1.4 million views, and she uploaded the tale to her account. In her post, she explains that she fills her large igloo water bottle each day with filtered water and ice, and lately she noticed it had like this really sweet aftertaste to it. The kids noticed the taste as well in their water, so she was like, what the hell's causing this taste, man? What's going on? Maybe she thought something was going on through the filter system or something was happening, and it kept returning even after she thoroughly washed the bottle. She eventually figured it out that it wasn't the bottle at all, it wasn't the water, but the ice she was putting inside the water. A bottle of whipped vanilla vodka in her freezer had been kind of partially open and was dripping into the ice tray the entire time, and that what was causing the sweet aftertaste was she was basically having a vodka and water every single day, and so were the kids, by the way. So uh, everybody found the situation hilarious. It wasn't nearly enough to get everybody (laughs) hammered, (laughs) and that's what TikTok is for, Big J. Isn't it a good laugh? Yeah, but now the kids have got a taste for that vanilla vodka. Now they're alcoholics. But you win some, you lose some. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Bad Impressions next on The X Rocks. Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. It's more than just Subaru. They're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have VIP tickets, Nick, to Lounge at the End of the Universe. You can use whenever. Very nice. Uh, Wouldn't hurt to use them this weekend if you want. Got a couple of great shows, especially tonight, The Pun Slam. But you can go and enjoy some comedy on us, VIP style, which means first two rows, baby. High society. Living the dream. Very important person. That's right. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. Let's kind of set it up around somebody that's famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, you're going to laugh it up on us. Hello, the X. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? What's your name? Jay. All right, Jay. You're up first. Good luck. I played a guy with scissors for hands. Johnny Depp. There you go. One is all you need. Good job, Jay. Hang on one second. We'll get those tickets to you. What were clues two and three? I played a famous writer who did a lot of drugs named Hunter S. Thompson. I played a drunk pirate who was created as a ride at Disney. And why is Johnny Depp in the news? Oh, man. This is the real reality show right now happening uh, in a courtroom in Los Angeles uh, with uh, Johnny Depp and his uh, defamation lawsuit against his ex-wife, Amber Heard. And uh, the revelations and things. Listen, there's one thing clear. Uh, They're both losers. We're the winners for seeing how nutsy cuckoo both of these people are. Yeah, I mean, I know we love to pick sides on things, and there's lots of people that are very upset at Amber Heard and think she's the abuser and, uh, you know, upset that Johnny Depp lost some jobs because of this whole situation. But the reality after a lot of this stuff is coming out is they're both pretty awful people that are both pretty toxic and both pretty abusive and both probably deserve to uh, have terrible things happen because of the kind of people that they are. It's uh, you've been watching some of this trial, right? Uh, just clips and stuff I've seen in the news, uh, in, in crazy things like, like Amber Heard comes into the courtroom the day after wearing the same outfit that Johnny Depp wore. <laughs> um, just stuff like that. I mean, it's it's been uh, highly entertaining and yes, sad commentary. Uh, but I mean, this is what rich people do, uh, and when they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it appears they both have some real issues. I mean, Amber has got some uh, mental health issues that are going on. Anybody that can defecate in somebody else's bed's got some real issues. And then, listen, uh, Johnny Depp. Whether you like him or not, he also has some issues. He's clearly been Substance physical abuse. with her. Yes, he's a drug addict and probably an alcoholic. And so, uh, those are problems that they both tend to have, and they're probably both awful people that were in an awful relationship with each other and treated each other awfully. 
So my guess is they're both probably guilty of everything they're accusing each other of. And uh, we're all, uh, if you're picking a side one or the other, you're probably incorrect. They're probably both really terrible people. But hey, listen, as long as it gets those clicks, baby, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, and it came out, uh, Johnny Depp never going to be playing Pirates of the Caribbean again. Never, ever. He wouldn't do it. He doesn't want to work with Disney anymore? Is that what it is? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. How come? Are they... they paid him hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I can understand him being upset at Warner Brothers for the Harry Potter ousting, but I'm not sure Disney did anything. Not that they're going to run back that anyway. But morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Falling in reverse, Zombify. That's wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for this week. Special thank you to Sarah Raffaella for popping by and talking about the cool things happening at the Lounge at the End of the Universe, both tonight, this weekend, and upcoming. Check out loungeboise.com for more information. Had a chance to talk about Big J running away as a kid. We talked about and learned about vault toilets and... We tried and failed to give away some money. Big J, we had the opportunity to win. You can win $1,000 a week just by listening to this show. We gave away $50 this entire week, which is a F plus, I would say. Overall. Yeah, for the guy writing the, the questions. Well, I, had, I have asked now several people because when stuff like this happens, I do start to have some real self-issues about, <laughs> okay, am I making the questions too hard? And the answer I have gotten overwhelmingly is no, they're not. It's just a subject kind of thing. Yeah, well, here's a, here's a key to, to all your questions. Generally, the answer lies somewhere in the question. If there's you definitely enough, hints in the questions. There's clues to what the answer is. You need to pay attention to the question. These aren't these uh, stupid idiot Big J uh, pop culture trivia questions. These are That's like not fair. well, yeah, it is, but it is fair because uh, you you have researched and these are well thought out questions that uh, it's almost like an essay kind of situation where you'll you'll get clues to the answer by listening to the words in the question. Well, uh, I, like I said, I, I, my goal is I want everybody that calls in to win $200, but... Some of these people I don't. I, I will say that you have to know the category. If you don't know the category, it's going to be real difficult for you to do so. So pay attention when we tell you these categories in advance, what they are for the rest of the day. Your knowledge in these particular things are, are what's going to lead you to the promised land. That or cheating, one of the two, and I know we've had our share of that as well. How? How, how does that happen? Well, they look it up on their phones as they're talking. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, to us. I mean, the cell phone has I become... I an inside link. No, 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 no. Uh, at least the, not that I'm aware of. $25 a question. Not that I'm aware of. I only get the... We only send out the... Uh, you compartmentalize yes. uh, the questions. So you I, get our questions. Jason Drew gets his questions. Adam gets yeah. his questions. No, And ne'er the two shall meet or three shall meet. But next week is a whole nother week. So hopefully uh, there's an opportunity for money to be made next week. We're going to try. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Oh, uh, I had my say. Right? Huh? Kirk Hammett. My friend from Metallica. Yes, he's released a uh, a single, uh, a solo project. Uh, the song is "High Plains Drifter." Uh, video is coming out today. It's a very cool song. I dig it. Instrumental or is he singing? Yeah, as well? it's all instrumental. Okay, beautiful. So check it out. I know Metallica sharing it on their socials. You can see the video and learn about the solo album dropping soon as well. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's it for us. Jason Drew's next. We'll see you on Monday. It's the extra. Let's. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.